I re-recorded and re-recorded and re-recorded uh, <laughs> over and over again because I couldn't find my voice when I was starting out. I think I was channeling Phoebe Judge. listening to the Christian podcaster. This is the show where we introduce you to great Christian podcasters and where you can find your next great binge. I'm your host, Eric Nevins. Thank you so much for being here. I am glad that you are. Okay. This, this, by the way, is brought to you by Christian Podcasters Association. Christian Podcasters Association is uh, your resource for all things Christian podcasting. You can go out right now to christianpodcastersassociation.com and get a free bronze membership. If you're a Christian podcaster and you're not in Christian Podcasters Association, are you even podcasting? I don't think so. So you need to you need to join us. Again, free bronze membership. Go come and hang out with uh, so we got some free training there, and there's there's a couple other levels if you are interested in investing in your show. We have a really great uh, guest today. He's become one of my favorite podcast people. I love not only um, his show and his mission, which we'll get into, but just him. He's a really great human being. He's an author. He is a former filmmaker, um, and he is one of the great supports in, in Christian podcasting. He is the host of the Truce podcast, which I okay love, absolutely love. Listen to it whenever I can, and uh, it is an award-winning show. He is Chris Starin. Chris, welcome to the Christian Podcaster. Thanks for having me, Eric. I am so glad to have you here. Yeah. Um, like I, I said, a lot of nice things about you, but I mean every single one. You you definitely have a great show. You you won a couple of awards, including like best uh, best produced show, right? Yeah, best uh, produced show and best male podcast host at the Spark Christian Podcast Conference, which was a huge blessing. Yeah, and uh, Eric was there, and I was basically in tears, and I couldn't talk. <laughs> I was trying to like give you your space. <laughs> I appreciate it because I was a mess, but it was great, and it was it was. I'm yeah. so happy to see that for you. So anyway, yeah, great podcast. Um, we're going to talk about kind of your mission and what you're after there. Uh, yeah. as we go. But first of all, let's get to know you just a little bit. Tell us a little sure. bit about you, because I know you have some cool hobbies. And uh, tell, tell us about you. Oh, yeah. So uh, my name is Chris Steren. And I, I uh, yes, I have a lot of different hobbies. So I hike a lot. Um, I've covered several hundred miles this summer already. And I hope to cover wow. several hundred more. And uh, I uh, used to make independent Christian films, bringing up Bobby in between the walls or two of mine, wrote, directed and produced those. Uh, you can find those all over the Internet. And then I wrote a, a novel called Cradle Robber. And I still think that I have a few more novels in <laughs> me. I just don't have the time to write them. And uh, yeah, and so I am now a podcaster and I'm working as hard as I can to try to do it full time. Yeah, you are. Um, and I love that. I think there's a lot to learn about that. So maybe we'll, I want to hear about that in just a minute. So sure. um, you're also a comedian, which is pretty cool. Right. Improv comedy. I, I've been in an improv comedy troupe for 10 years. COVID has slowed us down, uh, kind of uh, put, put an end to that for a little while, but we're hoping to get back into it. And that is a job. I get paid for it. So I, I really, I love, love doing it. And it's a great way as a Christian to be a part of the community, like a, a, a public part of the community and meet people. I tend to believe that all Christians should be in a public secular uh, 
hobby or activity so they can meet people and connect. And so that that's mine is doing improv comedy. I love that. Um, and you're, you're very funny too. We did, uh, we, we went to, you were in town and we went to a comedy show. That was a lot of fun. Improv, you got up on stage. (laughs) I'll never forget you moving that guy around. Yeah, to the yeah, music I, or whatever. You can't keep me off stage in an improv show. I really, I volunteer every time. I love it. I love it. I love that. Okay, and that kind of, your sense of humor comes out in your show too. Yeah, it does. Yeah, well, because we're covering some really difficult topics on this show, and so it, I, I figure that if I can lighten it up with comedy, it'll help people work through it. Um, and also sometimes playing games within the show, trying to talk about a very difficult issue uh, in a fun way. Uh, so there was one where it's like we're talking about what is the United States like physically? What is the United States? And so I had people draw what they thought the United States looked like. And of course, everybody left out the territories. Some of them <laughs> left out actual parts of the mainland. Well, <laughs> but, okay. Ge- our geography needs some work in public right. school probably. But yeah. Yeah. So we played that game so it could open up the discussion of are the territories part of the United States? Yeah. Right, which is fantastic. So that's a way that uh, you're always very creative with addressing your topic um, to kind of get people to engage it at at least a little bit at a certain level and then go down deeper to go, here's what that means. Right. Yeah, I love that. That's the goal. Uh, Okay, so when did you start Truce? I started working on Truce two and a half years ago. Um, And uh, I worked on it for like a full six months before I released an episode. And so I had season one, what is exists online as season one was was i think five episodes um that i i I re-recorded and re-recorded and (laughs) re-recorded over and over again because i couldn't find my voice when i was starting out um as you can tell i like to kind of i get all these high parts in my voice but i was trying to be sort of like uh, npr um i I think i was channeling phoebe judge from from i love phoebe judge yeah Oh my gosh, she's my radio crush. <laughs> and uh, so I was kind of getting down here as I was telling the story and I just, it wasn't working for me. Um, and so I, as you'll, you can see as the podcast went on, I, I started getting more and more like my, my normal voice. Oh, okay. We have to talk about that. Cause that's a struggle for a lot of podcasters, isn't it? It is. Yeah, it is. Well, I mean, cause it's getting comfortable with your, your sound. I mean, I, and I have kind of a, a non-traditional voice. And so it's, uh, I had to get used to the idea that my voice is part of my character and it's fine and it, it works for my show. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Well, that's interesting. So do you think of yourself as having a persona for your show that's different than you or is it? It's, uh, well, I mean, I try to, I try to balance things out so that I'm not being like uh, conservative. I'm not being liberal. I try to yeah. be just sort of, I want to, I kind of want the audience to be a little confused as to what I am politically because we're covering a lot of very difficult topics. And so I don't want it to be about my opinion and whatever party I may or may not support. I want it to be about the topic. Um, and so I, I try to pull that kind of stuff out of there. Uh, so you don't, you don't get those pieces of me, the political ones. Yeah. Um, yeah, but you do see sort of my sense of humor and I do pull in my, a lot of my friends to do line readings or just to answer ridiculous questions. Yeah, absolutely. I am more curious about the, about your voice. So what yeah. helped you besides just practice? Was there anything that helped you find your voice? Yeah. Well, part of it was listening to a lot of different shows and then being like, what is it that I like about these specific hosts, um, the way that they conduct themselves and uh, how is it appropriate to the show that they're trying to make? 
Um, and for me, I, I wanted to make sort of almost a Radiolab-esque show. I mean, that's a very high bar and it's not something a solo podcaster like me can actually do. Uh, but I, they have a lot of fun on their show and, uh, and uh, some, several of them have voices like mine that are a little bit higher pitched. Um, and, uh, and so I listened to that and how they were using it, especially uh, when it would go down to like a dramatic moment. Uh, they could accent that, you know, yeah. um, and, and I started writing my scripts because my show is largely scripted. Um, I, I started writing my scripts in a way that sounds more like me and it's easier for me to read. Um, I've had other people try to read my lines and they can't get them out. <laughs> oh, wow. Because <laughs> it's written for me, you know, uh, and it's, it, it's so it's 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 just finding me in that and allowing my, my personality to come out. Um, and part of it was a talk I had with a friend of mine who is a marketer, uh, Roy Browning at JMC Brands, uh, who's helped out a bunch on the show. He um, he was giving me some ideas about like trying to choose, should I have like an authoritative voice? Should I have sort of like, I'm your friend voice, you know? Um, and I, I've tried to find my own specific blend in there where I'm authoritative, but I'm also kind of fun. Um, but I'm not really as much, I'm not going for being your counselor or being, and I really don't want people to see me as like their guru, as you get on some podcasts yep. like on the family, be like, let me tell you how to raise your family kind of podcasts. Uh, I'm not trying to be anybody's guru. Um, I'm just trying to be like, put facts out there and have fun. And that's, Ye that's a, a weird thing to do with a voice, but you can do it. Yeah. Well, obviously you're doing it quite well. I think, uh, yeah, I think of you as kind of a guide, right? Or maybe oh, yeah. um in the sense that you don't you know, again, you're not uh you're not showing you're not telling us what to think, but you are pointing out the landmarks, right? right. Like look at this, look at that, look at that. What are we supposed to make of that? And then you make the, let the audience decide. Right. That's and real. That's, that's a challenging thing to do because there are some episodes uh especially some that are have yet to come out um that I have had to go like to my roommate's room and just kind of like vent yeah, <laughs> because of a certain thing I'm talking about. Like, I don't understand this thing, but I have to sound neutral about it. Um, yeah. And, and that's just part of the trick is, you know, I, thankfully I get to edit so heavily and think about things so much before the episode comes out. Because if I was just going, if you started like the, the day I had the idea and you interviewed me about the idea, um, it would probably, my conclusions would probably be very different than what they are when the episode comes out because I often change my mind as I'm researching things Oh yeah, um, or refine things so that I can see things in a more 3d picture instead of going like it is definitely this way or definitely that way. Um, so it's, it, it, the editing for me is a big part of my voice. Yeah. Uh, which, which I think speaks to uh, your level of research and your yeah. level of kind of preparation. So you're not even just, you know, figuring uh, or having an idea and going and talk about talking about it. You're reading like you always tell me about your big, big, heavy books that you're carrying around because <laughs> you're such a brainiac. And so that's I don't uh, know about that. <laughs> I don't know about that. Yeah. I, I just, uh, it's been a blessing that uh, growing up in so many different environments, I grew up in kind of a conservative area without knowing that it was conservative. And then I went to a, an extremely liberal college. And then I was like one of the few conservatives there and then things just kind of got shifted around. You know, um, I just, I've, li I've lived in Hollywood, uh, worked with a lot of different kinds of people. I live in Western Wyoming now. People have their own ideas. So I've, I've had the opportunity to meet a lot of really interesting people. And, uh, and it's shown me a lot of the times that I can, I can have more power by presenting a, a thought 
than by presenting a conclusion. Um, and uh, and oh. so that's, that's often what I try to do in the show. It's like, I'm just going to bring you to a place that maybe you've never been before and, and, uh, and walk you around a little bit. And then I'm going to let you, I'm going to leave you with something and just, just walk away. Uh, that's such a great point. And so for our friends who are listening, who are podcasters, don't miss that, right? You, you yeah. might be able, especially in the Christian space, you might be more powerful by letting people think about the, their conclusion uh, than giving the conclusion to them. I think that's a travesty in uh, particularly American preaching um, and and Bible reading, especially. But there's there's the Jesus did this all the time, right? This is why he told stories, <laughs> right? Well, and, yeah. When and sometimes when people tried to trap him in a corner, he threw it back at them and made them think about what the real issue was, right? Um, and I, I think that's incredibly valuable. Yeah, it is. It's, well, I'm going to borrow your word. Powerful. It's very, very powerful. Yeah. So uh, who should listen to your show? Who should listen to the truth? I think especially um, uh, Christians. Absolutely. Uh, but really, especially anybody who has struggled with their faith, um, uh, either who would uh, is thinking about being a Christian, but is kind of concerned about the things we get tied into or who is a Christian. And is just like, wait a second. Well, how did this thing get tied to Christianity? That's not in the Bible. Uh, so, and, uh, the goal is to try to open up those conversations in a safe environment, uh, where we can ask good questions, uh, without having to like throw out the baby with the bathwater. Cause I've, I've had several, uh, friends of mine who have left the faith because they found out that something that they had tied to Christianity wasn't going to work. And so they just up and left. And, you know, so that could be like, Maybe they got involved in a pyramid scheme that was selling itself as Christian. And then when they lost money, which is inevitable in pyramid schemes, uh, they lost their faith too. Uh, because they figured, oh. well, if pyramid schemes are if pyramid schemes are a lie, then Christianity must be a lie. And so my, my hope is to try to show uh, to have those conversations before people start doubting their faith. Um, and to allow them to have those conversations in advance. And so if you want to have those conversations, listen to truths. Oh, yeah. Well, has that always been your goal from the start? It's shape-shifted, actually, quite a bit. Uh, the last uh, season and a half, I think, I've really been going for that, um, uh, especially since the Pyramid Scheme episodes. Uh, but now as uh, season three is I'm, I'm looking at how communism has shaped uh, the Amer- American Christianity, um, that that has really become my focus and my, my intention. Um, because, uh, I myself have had a, a lot of moments in my faith where I'm like, uh, and nobody ever told me about this or, uh, why haven't we been talking about this thing? Like even as basic as when I, when I, I was saved at 10 years old and I went to church all the time and I went to church camp and BBS and all those things. And when I got to college, I, I had never really read the old Testament for myself. I mean, little bits and pieces, Yeah. but you get to the old Testament and you're confronted with a lot of realities that we just don't address a lot in the church. Um, <laughs> things that are very deep and complex. Um, and, and I just had to like figure those things out for myself. Um, and it's like, why can't we have these conversations in the church? Um, and, uh, and the same with, politics and stuff. The United States gets so tied to Christianity. When the United States does something, we are kind of unprepared to talk about it um, and be like, is, is that Christ-like, you know? Um, yeah. And, and so 
it's, it's, uh, I've seen the value that's had in my life to ask those questions and be able to at, talk about them in safe environments. And so now I'm just sort of moving in that direction. I think that the show kind of has been guiding itself in that direction. Yeah. Um, you just well, kind of, maybe that's part of finding your voice. I think it is. I absolutely think it's part of finding your voice. I think that's, yeah. and that's one of the things I, I always um, talk about uh, with podcasters is look, podcasting is as much about personal development as it is about audience development, right? It's about personal growth as much as audience growth. So yes, it helps if you can build your audience, but uh, if you're not podcasting because you care about it, right? Because you need to know something, you know? So like even, even this show, one of the things I'm, I'm doing is I, I want to meet more Christian podcasters, right? So, and I want to meet some of the top Christian podcasters. And so I'm going to invite them on the show. Um, And that, that will teach me something, right? That'll teach teach me something. And so that's, I think that's kind of, uh, that has to happen. You have to allow that. You need to leave a little bit of room. It's good to have a clear, a clear uh, vision, which I think you had, uh, but you'll grow as you go. Absolutely. And don't be afraid of that. Um, because yeah. sometimes you start to see what your audience likes and what they need, and you can adjust to those things, or you see just how your interests change. Um, I, I mean, I think truce is still, if you listen to the season one, you listen to season three, you know, the style has changed. My voice has changed a little bit, but uh, we're st- I'm still talking about a lot of the same things. Um, you know, how the, the Christian church has been impacted by other things or how we've glommed onto other things that are not of the church. Um, I'm just doing it in a different way. And I think that's totally healthy. I love that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So is that the change you wanted to make? Is that how you would say that? What you were putting truce out there for? Yeah. I mean, the change I wanted to make was that I, I, I've seen that Christians have gotten so angry um, and so caught up in our thing um, that we've, we've lost perspective of what the gospel is. And we've lost sight of what the church is and what we're supposed to be about. And so my hope uh, is, is to keep bringing it back to how can we do better as the church? Um, now that we're caught up in this thing, how can we get out of it? How is it impacting our witness? And, and how can we strengthen our witness in society? That's, that's really the goal is, is the witness of the church. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so that's part of shedding all those things that have glommed onto the church, right? Just getting it's off true. of yeah. Yeah, or at least understanding I, we we're going to get caught up in stuff. I mean, it's just uh, kind of natural, especially now. I mean, churches are basically community colleges now. I mean, you're <laughs> we're teaching people how to budget, uh, you know, how to be married, um, sometimes car repair, or how we have to feed the homeless. You know, it's like we're we're doing all of these different things, and so you're going to get caught up in stuff, and that's kind of natural. Um, you just have to figure out why you're doing stuff and uh, and uh, ask ask big questions of like, is this helping our witness, or is it hurting our witness? You know. Yeah, absolutely. Wow, that's really powerful. All right, do you have a favorite episode of your show? Yeah, you know, I've I've got a bunch of them. It seems like the favorite episode for most people is the first one of the pyramid scheme mm-hmm. uh, uh, season. Uh, a season two uh, series. It's got a, a four-part series on pyramid schemes. People love that one, and that's great. Uh, I made it like a year and a half ago, and so I'm like, I got to be able to top it. I've been doing this for a year and a half since then. Um, but uh, I really love. Uh, there's an episode called Godless Utopia, uh, which is um, I interviewed a guy who wrote this book. Uh, fascinating, kind of. It's a scary coffee table book uh, that uh, has propaganda from the Soviet Union, anti-Christian propaganda. 
Um, and, uh, and so I picked a hard thing where it's like, let's tell a visual story through audio. Uh, <laughs> but uh, it was just a, a really fascinating interview for me to see how the Soviet Union uh, used uh, images to try to change people's minds about Christianity. Um, and, and it was a, just a the perfect combination of a great guest um, and a fascinating subject. It has not been one of my highest performing episodes, uh, but it is one of my favorite to listen to. Oh, nice. Well, okay, friends. So if you're listening, go check it out. Godless Utopia. Yeah. Just uh, go find Truce in your podcast app. And check that out. Okay. Um, what have you learned from doing your podcast? Oh, so many things. Is it, does it have to be about podcasting or should it be about? <laughs> it could be about whatever you want, Chris. About anything. You know what? I, one of the big things, I'll make it personal. Uh, I was uh, touring a silver mine on vacation uh, two weeks ago. Uh, I love tours. It's one of my all-time favorite things. And uh, I was like, I was going to take two weeks where I was not going to think about the podcast at all. I'd, I'd gotten it all posted and ready to go. And so it was going to run itself for two weeks. And so I was touring this silver mine and I was just like, first of all, God, thank you so much that I can be interested in something that I will never do in my life. I will never be a silver <laughs> miner, God willing. Uh, you know, uh, and I was just enthralled walking through this thing. And then I realized you know what? I might need this audio someday. And so I pulled out my cell phone and started recording audio of me walking through the silver mine. Uh, and then I went to a, a little museum and was recording myself walking through the museum. And the thing I, I, I kind of learned about myself was how much um, a part of me recording things is and how much a part of me learning new things is. Um, and that, that um, it's okay to do that. Uh, you know, I was trying to suppress it there <laughs> uh, by not working on the podcast for two weeks. Uh, but it's it's a part of me. I, I love to learn new things and I love to grab information and make something out of it. Uh, so this podcast has actually been a, a kind of a, a fun thing for me to be able to synthesize these ideas, uh, to take a lot of audio from different places and make something out of it. Uh, I've got an episode coming up where um, we end up talking about um, um, uh, uh, cargo containers, shipping containers, um, strikes, and the National Prayer Breakfast all <laughs> in the same episode. Um, <laughs> okay. and, uh, and, and it all works. I think it all works. And uh, uh, I am so proud of that episode uh, it, because they, and they all tie together. They all have a lot to do with each other. Uh, but it, it just shows all these different interests I've had over the years. My brother legitimately read a book about shipping containers and then told me about them and told me about them until I, you know, started incorporating into an episode. And, uh, and so the big thing is just like allowing myself to, to be a nerd and to love that nerdiness um, and embrace that thing uh, has been really freeing because sometimes um, people make you think like you're weird for loving that stuff. And I had this moment, as ridiculous as maybe it sounds, I was in that silver mine, and I had this moment, and I was like, I really like being me. You oh. know? Um, and it was just like, I really like that God gave me this ability to have wonder in a silver mine. Um, <laughs> and then want to share that with other people. Uh, so I think that the biggest thing I've learned is that, that, uh, that this is a part of me. Yeah. That's maybe the biggest thing. I yeah. love that. Uh, that's a really powerful moment. 
It was, you know, uh, especially, I mean, we've all been going through the COVID lockdowns and stuff and have been alone and putting on weight and like, uh, you know, you get frustrated in these times and to, to have a moment where you can uh, learn to really appreciate what, who God has made you is really freeing. You know, um, it was just like a little moment between he and I, uh, you know, it's just, it was really special. Yeah. Yeah. That's fantastic. So that goes back to what I was saying about podcasting being about personal development, right? It's, it is finding out who you are. There's something confidence boosting about being behind a microphone, isn't there? Or like kind of creating something. Yeah. Yeah. Well, (laughs) you're right. And so go back to what you said earlier, like that early stuff, you know, I, somebody said to me, uh, not too long ago, yeah, they said you're. I listen to your podcast because you give me hope because you've grown so much from the beginning. And I was like, thanks. Oh, wow. I think yeah, yeah, okay. Because at the beginning it was it's a lot harder, and you kind of go, okay, I don't know quite how to speak into a microphone or whatever. But you kind of develop that sense, and then I think as you're creating something, you develop like, at least I have, and I hear you saying it, yeah, a sense of like this is not only like something that I've done. It's something I was called to do. It's something I was really like, God wanted me to do it. And I'm glad I did. It was just one of those moments where it's almost like, um, if you remember the movie Slumdog Millionaire, mm-hmm. uh, where that, that kid is, uh, <laughs> he wins their, their version of the India's version of, uh, who wants to be a millionaire, uh, because his entire life has been teaching him that he needs to know these little clues, um, these little trivia things. And so you start to see how those weird things that you never thought would work out in your life ended up contributing to where you are now. Um, and so hopefully podcasting come, becomes that for some people. It, you know, you may make five episodes and realize this is not for me, and that is totally fine. But you may also end up making 100 episodes and being like, I need 100 more right now. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's just uh, part of the fun of, I think that the technology is just sort of blossomed where people can get it now. Um, and, and are starting to find, Oh, I do have a, a creative voice and I have something to say. Um, the, I think the important thing for Christians is that just to make sure that your voice is, um, godly yeah. <laughs> uh, and tempered. Uh, the, again, the beauty of mine is that I get to edit it. Um, I don't know how folks like yourself, uh, can, <laughs> like shoot from the hip. I guess your guests are doing most of the talking. Yeah. Um, So on my show, which is called halfway there, I mostly am asking questions and just trying to get people to tell me stories. That's about it. Um, And I get like, I've done a bunch of these interviews and I enjoy talking about truths, but every now and then I'm like, somebody's going to ask me a question and I'm going to say something stupid (laughs) and I'm not going to be able to edit it out. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) You know, so I, I'm a big fan of editing. Absolutely. And you're also really good at it. Like having made a couple movies, I mean, you, you, yeah. you know, it's, it's a good, uh, obviously a great skill that you have. So that's cool. Thank you. Yeah. I'm trying to use that film knowledge, the storytelling knowledge and, and put it to work in the, in the podcast. Cause who, you know, who would think that they would want to hear an episode about the new deal or about, oh, uh, you know, McCarthyism or something like that. Something that they've not maybe thought that much about, uh, so I have to kind of like use storytelling to draw people in and be like, oh, hey, this is interesting and it is important. And by the way, storage containers do have something to do with labor relations. Um, <laughs> oh, nice. Okay. Did you, um, did you, are you working on that Scopes Monkey Trial episode uh, I told you? Not All yet. Right. Um, I'm, I've been praying about it and thinking about it. I, I'm thinking for season four, I would really love to tell uh, the story of um, 
uh, William Jennings Bryan. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I would. I think he is. He is a much more interesting character than the Scopes Monkey Trial, nice. um, because of all the other things he got involved in, and uh, yeah, I've been praying about that being season four. If if people, I need to maybe do, take a the temperature when I'm done with season three and see how people feel about me talking about something for a year. Uh, but uh, <laughs> uh, I, I think that might be the the way I go. Well, interesting. All right, so friends, what you don't know is that Chris and I are friends, and I keep telling him he needs to do one. <laughs> on the scopes monkey truck because we're so influenced by it and yeah. all the kind of things wrapped up around it and i think yeah that would be really yeah. great to but hear. i think we've uh, the, the the interesting thing about that trial and i think that's one of the things i look for in a truce episode is it's i think we've misunderstood the impact of that right. trial uh where we think it's all about well that's where evolution won um and it's it's like no no not, that's not really what the story was about. Um, it was sort of about the the high point and also the decline of fundamentalism um, in its time. Um, yes. And also sort of a precursor to the McCarthyism trials. Um, so if you, this is, ties into season oh, three, so I can it. still talk about it. So if you see the movie Inherit the Wind, which was uh, heavily influenced by the Scopes Monkey trial, um, Inherit the Wind, people think is, is the Scopes Monkey Trial, but it's actually a, um, a, a, a talking about McCarthyism in the 1950s uh, and that trying to root out people who are not like us. Um, and that, that is what Inherit the Wind is, is, is actually about. Um, and so I'll eventually talk about that in season four, if God willing, I get to make it. Um, but uh, yeah, that is such a powerful story because we, th- we think it's one thing, but it's something else. Um, and, uh, and I think that that's a very exciting thing, especially as we see, uh, fundamentalism kind of making a, a, a bounce back over the last 30, 40 years. Yeah. hundred percent. Okay. So thank you, Chris. I love all of that. I think it's really interesting. Um, I could talk to you all day and it's <laughs> occasionally I have, so that's good. Uh, you're, you, I love what you're doing with truce. That's why you're that's here. Funny. Uh, is there anything like what? that you want to leave us with anything like what would you say to our fellow Christian podcasters as a last word of advice? Right. Uh, I think the, my main thing, and I don't know that Eric likes it when I say this, but I'm going to say it anyway. Um, <laughs> All <is> right. That, <laughs> make sure that your show is different than everybody else's show. Um, Cause there, I mean, there are a million mommy shows right now. Like how do I raise yeah. my children? Make sure your show is somehow different than all those. And you will find that marketing your show is infinitely easier if it's, a, if it's even just a little bit different. Um, so f- find your edge um, and go with that. Run with that. 100%. I don't have anything wrong with that. That's great. That's, you you got to find your niche, man. You got you to find a niche that works for you. Yeah. And if you can have it and just a little twist on something – um, absolutely. You know, you, you've got to have something like that. So I love that, Chris. Um, people can find you at trucepodcast.com, right? Yes, indeed. Yeah. That's, and at, at trucepodcast on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. That's perfect. So friends, you're already in the app. Go and download Truce right now. Subscribe and uh, shoot. Uh, don't, don't shoot Chris. Shoot Chris a message. And right. uh, let him know just a message that you heard him on the Christian podcaster. Chris, thanks so much for being here. I appreciate you very much. Guys, you can, uh, again, once again, just to reiterate, you can go to Christian Podcasters Association.com. If you're a Christian podcaster, you need to be in with us. You can get a free bronze membership, or right now, uh, you can get silver and gold memberships as well. If you're ready to invest in your podcast, thank you so much for being here, Chris. 
Thank you for having me. This is always fun.